Hey there, this is Michael Hall, Director of Training with Reformed Youth Ministries, and you're listening to the Local Youth Worker Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back uh, to another episode. As you just heard from the intro, Michael Hall is joining me today. Michael, how's it going? And I asked you that question right as you took a sip of coffee. <laughs> Sorry. Going great. It's going great. <laughs> it's uh, good good to see you. I'm looking forward to getting to catch up a little bit. Um, Michael and I have just kind of come off the the chaos of the the summer conference season with RYM, and I say chaos, but awesomeness as well. I mean, it was a great summer. Good to get to some time with you. Um, also reminding people that uh, conferences are one of our avenues of ministry. Uh, training is another avenue for RYM, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, really training and how it overlapped with our summer conferences uh, this summer uh, later in this conversation. But uh, Michael, I thought it'd be good. Let, let's talk about youth leader training um, and just uh, some of the uh, things on the horizon with that. Uh, I know we can even laugh that we've said YLT plenty of times on this podcast, and there are people who don't even know what YLT is, and they thought we were saying wild tea. So we want to say youth leader training, uh, just to be clear. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about YLT. That's right. Well, and, and we're we are looking for a way to maybe market some wild tea, uh, just to help with some <laughs> more income stream. Um, if you're yeah. a tea maker out there and you want to work with us, we would love to sell wild tea at YLT. No, we're excited. I mean, the that would summer be cool, was, by the way, it, it would be kind of cool, right? Um, huh. You know, the summer was awesome. We love all the time we get with, you know, we get all that FaceTime with thousands of students and leaders, many of whom we know during the year. Many are brand new relationships and. You know, as the summer winds down, we shift gears towards uh, getting together with leaders in particular. And uh, the very center of our training avenue of ministry is youth leader training in Nashville. It's a national conference the very last full week of January, the 22nd through the 26th, I believe, 2024. Um, and we're just excited about it. The The schedule and speaker slate is almost 100% full. Uh, and we are... Uh, yeah, all hands on deck making those plans. Registration is going to open on September 5th, 2023. So uh, that may be right around the time this uh, podcast airs or maybe, yeah. in the very, uh, maybe in the very recent past. Yeah, I, I was telling Michael pre-recording, I'm not exactly sure when this episode is going to come out. It, it could be on September 5th um, or it might be the week after. So depending on when you're listening to this, just know September 5th, registration for YLT has started. And so there's going to be a link in the show notes too, for those of you listening, just click on that link and you can check things out. And I do just want to go ahead and interject when Michael says it's all hands on deck preparing for this. Michael's doing all the, the preparation for youth leader training. He's trying to spread credit out to other people, but no, he, he's the one, uh, yeah, reaching out, talking to potential, uh, leaders, speakers, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm trying to remember, Mike, I know we've we've had conversations. Um, do you have some names of some of the people? Um, because there's been a lot that I know we've thrown around, but uh, some of those who, who might be uh, speakers this year at YLT? Yeah, um, we're excited to have Kristen Hatton uh, with us. She's going to be with us uh, doing a seminar for all of us um, on parents. You know, parents are such a key piece of youth ministry. Um, and, you know, on the on the small side of that, it's 
you know, they're, they're, they're visible and part of the deal. And we don't really give them their due. And on the, 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 the very positive side of that, we're, we're really not just saying we're quote unquote coming alongside parents, but we're really seeking to understand them, to serve them, to care for them, to equip them, to encourage them. Um, and Kristen is, you know, as an author, as a speaker, uh, she has been involved in youth ministry. She has been a parent. Um, she has wrestled with youth ministry topics as a parent and with parents. And um, uh, it is, I'm just excited. We've talked a couple of times. She's excited about the opportunity to just um, walk into that space with youth leaders who we can always get better. Um, and this is someone who did youth ministry for for a long time. You always get better at understanding and appreciating and working with serving, pastoring, shepherding the parents of your youth ministry, whether you've got just a few or a whole lot. It's just a, it's a really crucial piece of, of the whole thing. So I'm excited about that with her. Um, all you did was ask for names. So I'm not going to do that with all these folks, but Doug Franklin is another guy, a longtime youth ministry trainer, equipper. He's written all kinds of materials, lead, uh, founded and leads leader treks. He's going to be doing some great stuff on developing volunteer teams. Um, a great kind of stuff on discipleship, one-on-one -on -one ministry, helping grow our students um, beyond just teaching them, really just moving from teaching to discipleship, which is going to be great. Um, see here. Super excited to have Scotty Smith back with us, uh, pastor, author, Scotty Smith, and he and his wife are going to be there doing a uh, seminar on ministry and marriage. So, um, hmm. you know, whether you're there with the spouse or whether you're married or whether you're not married, um, That'll be one that'll be great just because they have a, a really powerful story, a beautiful story, but also one that um, is really tangible. Um, very mm -hmm. accessible. Uh, so pumped, pumped about that for sure. Yeah. Um, there's a gal named Jesse Swigert who's coming down from Covenant Seminary, um, who's uh, working on her PhD and in, in kind of education and formation um, at TEDS, but uh, did her Master's of Arts in Educational Ministries at Covenant. She's done some teaching there with Tasha Chapman and She's gets me doing all kinds of stuff on, you know, so much of youth ministry is is educational. Um, it's teaching. Um, and the teaching component is so much more than just standing up and talking for 25 minutes, uh, heaven forbid, 40 minutes. Um, and uh, she's going to really help us to to think about the uh, uh, all kinds of aspects of the teaching component from the variety of students we have in a room, learning styles, um, disabilities, abilities. Um, ways of thinking about the way we teach. Um, excited about that. She's going to be doing an intensive elective as well as a shorter elective uh, on leading discussions and stuff like that. So I'm excited about that. Um, yeah. Now all that, yeah, all that sounds great. And I mean, j jumping back to um, Kristen Hatton as well. I mean, what we've said repeatedly on this podcast and for years, uh, just youth ministry is not just ministry to youth, it's ministry to families. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get Kristen in to, you know, talk about her, her newest book on parenting, but, um, yeah, having her involved in, in this kind of specific aspect of the training, I just think is going to, going to be great. Um, and I don't know if I cut you off, if you were about to say some other names, but all these sound great. Right? Oh, the laundry list could start getting long. We've got a lot of other folks <laughs> coming. Um, and uh, some new names, some some repeats. Um, uh, Les Newsom will be back with us, um, and um, we'll be jumping into you know. It, we'll we'll tease it out here. There'll be more on the website when the website landing page gets there. But you know what makes RYM Youth Leader Training unique is we do spend uh, we do spend a good bit of time early in the week talking about a particular philosophy of ministry that's um, it's kind of buzzwordy type stuff. Um, 
And uh, we're excited this fall to be working with some youth pastors who've been coming to youth ministry leaders who've been coming to YLT to youth leader training over the past number of years to really um, work on that and continue to iron it out to make it as accessible and practical. Um, I mean, I've said numerous times, I've been doing youth ministry for 10 years. And when I first began to learn through the philosophy of ministry instruction and, and teaching, it, it set me free from so many challenges. It gave me tracks to run on. It's, it was such a refreshing tool. And it wasn't about, you know, how to do ministry so much as it's about how to think about how we do our ministry. But uh, don't want to go down too much on that rabbit trail just because it's, it's long. And uh, <laughs> anyway, it's an exciting part of it. So we've got some, uh, some we're working on some new ideas some new ways to present and teach that. So it's going to be uh, just exciting for folks who are coming for the first time. Um, it's great to go back year after year and dig in a little bit deeper um, on that first day. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. And and it is, I mean, it's been encouraging, I guess the last couple of years really to, to see all the first timers who do come and just how much that's increased. And so if you're someone out there who's never been to this at all, I mean, there's several unique things about this. I mean, one is the amount of time we get to go from a Monday to a Friday really allows for some margin to get to connect with other youth leaders. I mean, we've talked about before that the prayer time on that Wednesday is always such a significant time, but then also just the opening banquet that Monday night is always nice just for youth leaders to come in. Most who are weary, most, I mean, weary just from traveling that day, just to be able to sit back and to be ministered to and to enjoy a nicer meal and all that kind of stuff is great. And then going out in Nashville each night and getting dinner together with a bunch of youth workers is always a blast. Um, Michael, I know we're going to be uh, taking a break before too long. I do want you to talk a little bit bit about uh, cohorts as well. But again, just reminding everyone, link for YLT, all that stuff, information will be in the show notes of this podcast. But go ahead, tell us uh, about the cohorts as well. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, again, moving out of the summer into the ministry year, um, you know, my my charge as director of training is to is to lead all of our initiatives that aim right at leaders. And that's people who work in the church, volunteer, full-time, part-time, men and women ordained, brand new, um, you name it. And uh, we've got YLT in Nashville as the centerpiece of our training avenue. We have um, two things that run during the year. We have our church internship program as well as youth leader cohorts. And youth leader cohorts is a new thing. Uh, I should say youth leader training cohorts, YLT cohorts. And those of you who uh, sit on the outside and make fun of us for all the different letters we use, we appreciate that. Uh, we just added another one, YLT cohorts. Um, <laughs> it it probably won't be the, the last either. No, it won't. <laughs> um, and uh, it's exciting because, so the youth leader training event, you know, is is really, it's all about equipping, connecting, and encouraging leaders. And, and there were, what we did with our church interns is we extrapolated out a lot of the training there into a nine month study program. Um, and then as different youth leaders heard about that, there was inquiry of like, man, I'd love to do something like that. Um, if I could. So over the course of a year plus, um, in a soft launch last year, we, we rolled out this fall, uh, the first year of youth leader training cohorts. So these are, uh, small groups of youth leaders, um, being led by a seasoned mentor, uh, through a nine-month study program, and they're basically going through the same study program that the church interns are, um, almost exactly the same. There's a little bit different with the church interns, but uh, so starting up next month, we have two cohorts going, which is exciting, about 13 folks um, from uh, three different time zones, which is exciting. Uh, it's been a little bit challenging to get those group <laughs> scheduled, but uh, there's more information about the cohorts 
Um, if you hear this, uh, it, it probably too late to join for this year, but if you're just all in and, and we're ready to roll and like, oh my gosh, this is the answer to all my prayers, I could probably squeeze a couple in. Um, but I don't know that I could do many more. Um, all that's to say, uh, you know, we getting together twice a month as a group on Zoom calls. You know, one is kind of an organic, you know, doing ministry alongside one another type meeting where we're sharing about what's going on in our ministries and likely have like a topic for discussion or or a question or something like that. Very, very conversational. The other meeting, we're discussing the reading material that we have assigned for the month. Um, and we read typically about a book a month. Sometimes there'll be two books, but those are usually smaller ones. And we're reading in three categories, Bible theology, ministry practice, and then kind of growth and grace slash soul care, just kind of growing each other up as men and women uh, who are followers of Jesus. Uh, so excited about that. We got some, I'm um, going to read a few books this year that I've never read before, but have wanted to, which is exciting, but also challenging because that means hmm. I got a lot of reading ahead of me uh, to keep up with these guys. <laughs> so it's exciting. Very excited about that. There's information on uh, on the website, you know, rym.org slash training. You can scroll down and find stuff about YLT cohorts um, to learn about more of what's going on there. Um, yeah, but it's exciting. Really excited to get that started yeah. next month. Yeah, that's awesome. And again, I'll, I'll put that link in the, the show notes as well for people to check out. And it's, yeah, it's just exciting um, for, you know, as you talked about the, these men and women who are serving in youth ministry, it, it's so great to have just a place where you get to interact with other people doing the same thing you're doing, but in different contexts. And you can just sharpen each other, learn from each other, even if it's you know, you've been doing youth ministry for a long time, or if you're brand new, um, it's yeah, just a great opportunity. Um, so, uh, Michael, I'm looking forward to talking to you more on the other side of the, this break, just a little bit about summer conferences and then how training kind of overlapped with that this summer, but uh, I'll talk to you more in just a bit. All right. As I said, I'm talking more with Michael Hall. Uh, it's good just to be able to get to podcast with a fellow coworker and, and get to catch up a little bit. Um, as we said, this summer uh, was awesome. Had six summer conferences, began in Colorado, three in Florida, one in Maryland, and then ended in Texas with a middle school conference. And, you know, as we think about summer conferences, those who've been to RYM know that's, you know, a major aspect of our ministry is our, our summer conferences. And we think oftentimes how uh, those are for students. Uh, but obviously, as we go, uh, we take our students, leaders are there, and they're, you know, getting to sit under the preaching of the word. But on top of that um, is an elective that, Michael, you helped with this summer that's really kind of an aspect of the training. So even though our summer conferences are, might be aimed specifically at students, there's still training that takes place there. And so that avenue of ministry was definitely a major part of, of this summer. So maybe just begin there is uh, talking about the, the leader elective that you were over this summer. Yeah, thanks, John. It was a delight. Um, you know, we, like you said, the conference is really, they're designed to you know, to reach and equip students, we want them to have this great experience in the word and teaching. And, and, and for years and years and years, when I went uh, alongside other leaders and the leaders, even that came along with me, we also were built up and encouraged in our faith and, and, uh, and grew on our knowledge and understanding of, of the scriptures and the gospel. Um, but we have a unique opportunity as well. Um, you know, so many leaders are there, not only leaders who are established and leading in their churches, but, but often, um, you know, 
folks who are thinking, you know, maybe they're college students or summer volunteers or summer interns, and they're they're interested in a sense of call to ministry. Uh, and there's also folks who come to summer conferences who are, are really struggling. They're tired. Um, it's been a hard year. Um, there's really a lot of challenges going on, maybe in their life personally or at their churches or in their ministries. And so all those realities being the case, uh, we did this year. We've done similar things before, but we tried a new type of of leader offering uh, during the conferences. Uh, during the elective hour in the morning, during one of those elective hours, um, we offered uh, a class for leaders. And the way I like to describe it to to leaders when I kind of ping them with an email ahead of time um, was I was trying to create like a little oasis for leaders to kind of taste a little bit of, of what RYM is trying to do in our training avenue. Um, we did a little bit of equipping in terms of kind of teaching towards them and, in, and instruction. Um, we definitely did some connection, getting to know each other, building some relationships, making sure we get to know each other and hearing each other and kind of sharing uh, hey, we're in this together type stuff. And and then tried to really do some very deliberate encouragement. Um, did a lot of listening as well, trying to hear from them about what's going on in their lives and their ministries and letting them hear from one another as well. So uh, I loved it. I learned a lot from it. You know, it's hard to get a lot in 45 minutes. You know, there's only 45 minutes and, mm-hmm. you know, a good seven of that is people are trickling in and, you know, all that good stuff. So uh, I think we, we did it. it. It was good. God blessed it. We got good feedback already. Can't wait to hear more feedback um, when we debrief um, next week with the staff. But yeah, that's a little bit about kind of the overview of what we did. Yeah, no, I, I thought I, I liked just getting to talk to you throughout the the summer at the, the various conferences. And it's always, I mean, it's fun, like you said, to go to these conferences and, and you get to sit down and, and talk with these youth leaders, some that we know, some that we don't. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of this kind of training component we're talking about went outside of the class, not just uh, that kind of hour that you had with those leaders, but there was a lot of one-on-one meetings that you had. But um, before we get into that, you had also told me that you pass out some note cards in each class. And I think it, if I'm not mistaken, three note cards and you asked every leader to kind of write something. Um, I'd love for you just to talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So each uh, each elective, we had um, leaders if they wanted, and they did so anonymously. And usually, I'd say if you want to follow up and have conversations about the things you write, you know, just put your name on it. But um, which and many did, which was great. But I asked them to write, you know, what's one thing you're celebrating? What's something you're celebrating that can be personal or ministry related? I asked them to share where are they struggling, um, and that again it could be personal or ministry. And then I asked, what's your ministry question? Uh, that's where I really kind of specifically said something that's really particular to ministry. What's the question you have or the thing you're, you know, not what you're struggling with, but like a real question about like, you know, how do you do this or how do you address X, Y, or Z? Um, and man, folks were just um, super willing to be vulnerable, um, super honest. Uh, I loved it. But, you know, then we ended up kind of, I didn't like read through them all with everybody else, but, you know, each time I read through, you know, each conference I had anywhere from, you know, 25 to almost 50 uh, in there to, to read through and think through. And um, it was very helpful for me to help them be feel seen, heard, understood. Uh, it's been also helpful just to think about what we do the whole rest of the year. Um, it helps us mm-hmm. think about, you know, what we want, you know, overarching comment in the training world. Like we want to be answering the questions that leaders are asking you know, mm-hmm. we can go on and teach, teach, teach and do these things and just assume that we've got, you know, the answers to the questions they're asking. But it's easy for us to potentially be missing, uh, missing them. And 
uh, yeah, it was a it was a very helpful exercise to kind of get a pulse on the room um, and a pretty wide swath of the church. I mean, we had churches commenting on that from literally coast to coast, um, lots of different contexts, big churches, small churches, rural churches, volunteers, you name it. Um, so it was, it was a very helpful exercise. Yeah, no, I can remember that first time just in Colorado, um, sitting down in your room and I saw just these stacks of note cards and I was like, okay, what, what is this? And just kind of reading through some of those with you. Um, I, I don't know if you can recall any off the top of your head, um, but, uh, you know, as you said, what are you celebrating? Uh, what are you struggling with? Um, I think that's what you said. And then, uh, what, what question do you have? Can, do you just kind of bullet point some of the things people were celebrating? Anything that comes to mind? Um, just starting there, what, what were some of the, the good things? Which, by the way, I just want to say, I'm glad you asked that because so often we can lament and talk about the struggles, which we need to do, but we also need to celebrate things. So, yeah, what were some of those things people were celebrating? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, you know, <coughs> excuse me, and naming the things we're celebrating also, you know, that can be a window um, into lots of conversation, you know, just sidebar, you know, when you're talking with students, you know, leaders, parents, anybody, you know, talking to your students and, and interacting with people, like asking about the things they're celebrating, or even asking yourself, what do I celebrate in other people's lives? That can give you a great window into the sometimes correct emphases and incorrect emphases that we have, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, it was exciting. I mean, over the course of the summer, uh, I did a little bit of compiling uh, of a few of them just in anticipating of this conversation. But, you know, there's a lot of things celebrating family, new marriages, new babies, new jobs, um, kind of things going on in their families. Like a number of, I just loved a number of the the volunteers who were there um, hmm. just saying, so thankful to be able to be back at RYM with my youth group. Um, you know, uh, multiple volunteers down in Florida came up to me and said, Hey, you know, my kids have aged out of RYM for years, but I come every year with a youth ministry and just thank y'all so much for what you're doing. It's helps me as a volunteer because I get this week alongside these students. And then I only see them a little bit during the year because of, you know, all the reasons life and jobs and stuff. So um, there was a lot of celebration of being back at RYM. Um, numerous folks were celebrating, you know, they've been praying for a particular student to, to be able to come with them that summer. So like excited about the group that, that came together. Um, I was very thankful, especially in an age when there's a lot of, you know, people kind of, a lot of buzz about church is hard, church isn't great, but a number of cards just thankful and celebrating what God's doing in their churches. Mm. Um, we need to hear that because sometimes yeah. we see this in our own church, maybe our church is struggling and, and then we can think, oh, well, everything's everything's going going awry but uh so many testimonies and and, and statements of, of really cool stuff that god's doing in churches so um yeah so that, yeah no that that's cool to hear that and that's something you know as i you know i've gotten back home and i get around my friends at my church and elsewhere people just kind of saying hey how's the summer you know and it's kind of hard to <laughs> summarize six weeks and in, in that conversation but one constant refrain I would say is just to see that God was at work in churches and to, to have tangible fruit you could point to, have tangible conversations where people are giving testimony to that. And that's just such an encouragement. Um, so let's go from that to like the discouraging stuff, Michael. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. Where are you I, I am curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, we, we need to celebrate uh, the good, but then also just recognize we live in a broken world and that's going to be part of it. So what sure. might be some of those common struggles you were hearing, um, yeah. some of those things that just came up a lot? 
Absolutely. In the same way we need to name struggles. I mean, we need to say name celebrations. We, you know, in naming our struggles um, and telling someone about them, um, it's super, it's super freeing because you name it as something mm-hmm. you can actually talk about and address. Um, but yeah, uh, not surprised again, in a room of early 20 folks in their early twenties, you know, as well as folks probably in their sixties, um, a wide swath of people, you know, a decent mix of personal struggles and ministry struggles. Um, you know, I found it interesting. A lot of people sharing, um, struggling with consistency in ministry, as well as struggling in consistency in their walk with Christ. And, um, these weren't like long paragraphs that were written, but I remember there were multiple ones that I kind of put in that category, you know, really feeling like they had a lot of ups and downs and, um, something I talk about almost every time I'm with leaders is, you know, pushing on them to wrestle with their personal relationship with Jesus, their, their kind of personal liturgy of spending time with Jesus for the sake of spending time with Jesus, not spending time with the scriptures in order to teach or whatever. And it's one of the first things to go in the life of a ministry leader, um, uh, well-documented. Um, and, uh, so it was it was encouraging to see that because they're seeing that as a struggle and they're wanting to grow uh, in that area. Um, certainly uh, struggles with dealing, you know, struggling to connect with students and struggling to deal with kind of hard student circumstances. Um, and that's not surprising uh, at all. Um, I think a lot of churches that have volunteer people leading their youth ministries who, who may be um, older parents, you know, volunteers. They're not necessarily someone who's only seven to 10 years older than their high school students. That aspect of connecting with students is a real struggle. And it's something that I did get a chance to have some one-on-one conversations with some folks who were in that place and uh, encouraging patience and not trying to fit certain molds and stuff, but doing a lot of listening. Um, and I'd say there was certainly a decent amount of, um, folks just struggling with anxiety. I think that the the reality we see in our students is uh, that, that's well-documented, you know, the anxiety epidemic among adolescents or whatever. But, you know, a lot of the leaders that are in the room are, like I said, are maybe 25. They're, 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 they're very close to that. But, but I think just in general, um, many of us are prone to try to find life in things that aren't intended to give us life. Um, our work, our family, our neighborhood, our school, our personalities, our health, you name it, all these good gifts, right? And none of those things actually give life, you know, life comes from Christ. And when we try to draw life on those things, anxiety is, I'm not trying to simplify anxiety. I know it's a broader much sure. more challenging thing, but it's fun. Fun's not the right word either. It's very encouraging to be able to step into that space and and slow down uh, and let people name, hey, I'm, I'm anxious about the future. I'm anxious about um, my kids who are away at college, or I'm anxious about, you know, these three students in our youth ministry who are really hard home situations. I'm anxious about just the current cultural climate. Everything seems so contentious and, um, and it's right for us to feel that way to a certain degree. And, and then to hear others say it, and then to remember, you know, to kind of jump into the Psalms with the Psalmist and just name the waves crashing around us, the mountains, the turmoil. And then in that spot, remember that God remains on the throne. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and kind of bear one another's burdens and hear one another out, but also look across the room and around the room at one another and remind each other of that the promises of God are true, uh, that his love is, mm-hmm. 
uh, unceasing and you know, our theme this year, always faithful. Uh, it was encouraged, encouraging to to name that and talk about that with them in, in the midst of some of these struggles. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's so good. And as I think, just kind of maybe the the first thing you said was talking about just personal struggles with uh, you know devotion with the Lord, and I just think that's so important to talk about. I mean, for so many reasons, but. For those who are in ministry uh, to hear and to know that it's just going to be a struggle at times to refresh ourselves in the word that we're teaching to students, um, it's freeing to hear that and to know you're not the only one because every single Christian struggles with their, you know, quiet time, whatever you want to call it with, with the Lord. And, you know, for those who are in ministry, when you struggle with a quiet time, you start to question, uh, do I need to be in ministry? Do I need to to give this up. And I mean, I'm not saying those aren't healthy to, to really wrestle with that and to ask that question, but to know you're not alone, um, to, to hear from other people and to be reminded and to be refreshed in the word around other brothers and sisters. I mean, it's just such a shot in the arm and it's just encouraging to know those kind of conversations were taking place and that youth workers felt the freedom to share that because in a lot of circles, youth workers don't have the opportunity to share that with others, um, you know, in their own church, that could mean that they might lose their job, you know? And so, um, to have that freedom is just a blessing. And, um, Michael, just because I know we've got maybe 10 more minutes or so, uh, some of the questions that youth leaders were asking, um, I would assume we could probably guess some of those questions, but I'm just curious, some of those that kind of come to the top, yeah, I, I, it was it was a pretty uh, pretty broad brush categorization, but I kind of put them in three categories. There was the "Am I?" questions, which are like, "Am I qualified?" You know, "Am I even called to youth ministry?" And that's for uh, I really loved having the chance to have that conversation with people who were thinking about youth ministry, um, and that's a whole big soapbox I can get on. You know, the church is really struggling to find youth ministry leadership, and we need to be in our churches now with young adults, especially those who are bearing out gifts and, and, and potential interests, we need to be, you know, we need, we need to be talking about youth ministry as a viable and important calling. Um, uh, because if we don't answer that call, you know, we're going to be in a pickle. Um, we being yeah. the church big C and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why people are struggling to even hear that message, much less uh, believe it's possible. So uh, am I called to youth ministry? Uh, Am I being like, you know, am I prepared or how do I get prepared? How do I find help? Just uh, so many things in the category of feeling ill-equipped. And that's a big piece about our training avenue. A lot of youth workers feel ill-equipped. So we want to step into that and offer equipping. But there were a lot of those questions just in general. Um, Some how-to questions. Uh, I I always love this. How to get students to care? You know, I'm like, well, They're teenagers, um, you know, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> that's right. It's in it's in their wiring to even if they do to not let you think they do. But, um, um, you know, how to get students to go deeper, how to build small groups, uh, how to develop student leadership, how to build a volunteer team, how to equip and encourage volunteers. Um, a number of them in the how to balance life and ministry um, category, which is an important one. Um, and uh, uh, we will be having some teaching on that at youth leader training this year. Uh, a little bit. Um, you know, we did talk a decent amount. This one was one that there were enough questions that we talked a little bit about, you know, how to respond to a student when they come to you with um, what I used to call when I was a youth pattern urgent matters, 
Um, sometimes those are mandatory reporting issues like suicidal uh, uh, ideation mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Sometimes it's just like really weighty issues that aren't necessarily legal matters, but what do you do to, with that? Especially, you know, I loved it. One of the leaders was like, you know, I, we had this conversation after one of our main speakers was talking about cutting or, or having, you know, one of our preachers was talking about, you know, if you're having really bad, if you're in a really bad place, go talk to your leaders, you know? Um, and the, the leaders are like, well, if they come to me, I don't even know what to say. Like <laughs> I do want them to come to me, but I'm terrified because I wouldn't know what to say. And it was really sweet to be able to step in and say, it's okay to say to them, I'm so sorry. XYZ. Thank you for sharing. That must've been so hard. Uh, you want to talk more about it. It's also okay to say, I don't know, you know, mm -hmm. but, I'll, but I'm with you, you know, we'll, we'll move forward together, whatever forward looks like. So um, that kind of how to respond in those hard situations um, had some, yeah, had some really great, you know, when students come with big questions that we don't have an answer to, it's so important for us to remember. It's okay to say, I don't know um, mm -hmm. your presence with them in that struggle is oftentimes more important than being able to bust out a three sentence answer. That doesn't mean that answers aren't important and content's not important, but I assure you, um, your presence in the midst of that struggle will bear greater fruit than, um, you know, giving them answer moving on. So that was something. And for just, sure. Yeah. And just shooting from the hip or saying something. I mean, yeah. Presence even worse. Yeah. Even worse. Just kind of winging it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm so glad you're emphasizing presence, just being there with your student. Um, I mean, we're in a world that's less and less incarnational, you know, where we're isolating ourselves, we're away from each other. And so just the physical presence of you in the life of a student is so significant in this culture. Um, but I kind of jumped in on you. Other other questions too, Michael? Oh, that's, uh, that's beautiful. And it's so important, um, you know, Jesus didn't show up at hard places and just give an answer, you know, here, do these three mm -hmm. things. I'm going to move on to the next town. You know, he would weep with them. He would be present with them. He would eat with them. Um, yeah. That, so we had the, am I questions, the how to questions, and then the, uh, the questions that I categorized as them questions, you know, <laughs> my students are so sarcastic all the time or my students, uh, you know, on the, on the kind of silly side of it, but also like, you know, questions about, unique things regarding students, um, special needs questions. Um, you know, we're hearing more and more about uh, how to manage, how to minister to, how to care for students and families with special needs students. Um, that mm -hmm. could be everything from autis autism to physical handicaps to you name it. Um, and uh, I've loved it because ever since last year, when I was introduced to engaging disability um, uh I love just telling people about engagingdisability.org um, and saying the church needs to do a, a really good job of, of seeing and understanding and appreciating special needs families and students um, and engagingdisability.org uh, run by, uh, led by a big staff, but led by Ashley Belknap, Belknap, excuse me. Um, and uh, they just do incredible stuff. They, they'll set up a consult with you over Zoom and just let you ask questions for free and They've got ridiculously um, accessible and helpful information. Um, anyway, but that's a, the them questions were, you know, girl drama. You know, what do you do with girl drama? And mm. I'm like, well, <laughs> most of the time the answer is, you know, and again, I should also say that a lot of these questions in no way, shape or form that I sit back and say, I've got answers to all these questions. Um, <laughs> a lot of times I use these questions to really to point them to one another in the room. Uh, mm -hmm. one thing I love to say is that often we are our best resource, you know, the person right across the room for you, from you, um, another youth worker, um, 
you know, especially in your hometown, there's likely another youth worker, you know, heaven forbid, they're not in your same kind of denominational circles. But, you know, if there's a church in your town that uh, where they're trying their best to preach and teach the Bible, like if they've got youth ministry people leading there, like just grabbing lunch and saying, I'm wrestling with these things with our students. Most of the time your students are going to some of the same schools and wrestling with the same stuff. So anyway, asking those questions of one another. Um, and it's that same sort of thing. It's being present with one another, leader to leader, um, kind of adult to adult who care about the next generation where you go away encouraged, not feeling alone, but you also actually have some content about how to move towards certain challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's so good. And yeah, I love how many times you're in, t- in a room with just other youth workers and somebody mentions an issue and then you hear somebody else say, oh, we had that same thing and this is what we did. And just like you said, uh, we're a resource for each other. Um, no, Mike, I'm just so encouraged. This was uh, a part of the summer conference season this, this past summer. I, I know I've just so many youth workers were encouraged by it. And it was always encouraging to, to see you, um, not only just, I mean, leading that class, but then after that class, having follow-up conversations with other youth leaders and, you know, you just see the fruit of that throughout the year. I mean, people from this showing up to youth leader training, people from this connecting with other youth workers, and you hear they kind of have started a, um, you know, weekly prayer meeting or a monthly get together on Zoom or whatever, and then they reconnect at summer conferences. It's just, it's neat to see how the Lord uses all that. So just thank you for your ministry efforts. Um, again, pointing people to YLT registration. Check the link out. You can see more information about it. I think there's a video there as well if you just want to read about it, see a sample schedule. Um, Check out the cohorts, the church internship program. Um, Michael, as we're just closing this down too, maybe just briefly, uh, the the summit as well uh, is another uh, training opportunity, which will be much later, uh, March uh, 2024. But just maybe briefly talk about that as we close out. Yeah, we're excited about um, next year and all the training initiatives that we have coming down the line this uh, ministry year. In addition to youth leader training, Nashville in in uh, in January uh, started last spring. We're partnering with Center for Parent Youth Understanding, CPYU.org, uh, to offer the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit uh, the first week of March. This is a shorter conference um, than youth leader training in Nashville. It starts on a Monday, ends on a Thursday morning. Um, it's a, uh, different schedule arrangement, um, has a theme, uh, associated with it. And, uh, but, but it's really the exact same heartbeat as, as YLT is that we want to equip leaders. We want to connect leaders. We want to encourage them. Um, so coming up March 4th through the 7th, the theme for this coming year's summit is going to be cultivating wisdom and discernment. Um, we're excited to have Darby Strickland as our plenary speaker in the mornings from CCEF in Philadelphia. Uh, Christian Counseling and Education Foundation, a wonderful great resource if you don't know it, ccef.org. Um, John Curry is a uh, practical theology professor and uh, pastor from Westminster Theological Seminary who will be preaching in the evenings. Uh, we have a number of um, incredible presenters coming to teach on a variety of topics in ministry. Um, that website is nymsummit.org. You can also get there via the RYM website. Um, there's a link there, but we, both the uh, the summit event and youth leader training event, um, we are populating, you know, at the time of this recording, we are populating the website with speaker names, classroom name, uh, excuse me, classroom, t- class titles and summaries, um, uh, filling out the final aspects of the schedule. 
registration information and all that stuff. So um, when this podcast launches, um, you know, you can hit both of those websites. There'll be tons of information. Uh, we're really excited about both of these opportunities to gather with youth leaders, um, to pour into them, invest in them um, so that uh, not only can they feel a little little more, uh, a little stronger in the challenges of ministry, but also if, to really believe that the hard work they're doing is seen and affirmed by a lot of people who are trying to invest in them. Uh, but also as they leave both of these events, um, it really is a very, very important um, measurable thing. We want them to leave actually believing that the father loves them in Jesus, um, mm-hmm. and that there's great refreshment in the gospel for them too, not just the students they're seeking to serve and the parents and families they are trying to care for. Um, but, but they too are beloved of the Lord um, and the Lord is with them. He's at work in them so that he can do his work through them. Um, and that's just a sweet, sweet thing to be able to gather with leaders and see that, uh, see that known truth kind of come alive in little ways and in big ways for leaders year after year. So we're excited about the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit as well in March, um, Youth Leader Training Nashville in January, cohorts and church intern study program getting up next month. Um, and uh, the last little piece I'll say in terms of the training avenue and things we've got going on this year, um, do not hesitate reaching out to RYM, John and I in particular, but all of us, if you've got questions or you need prayer, um, you know, our contact information is on the website. Shoot us an email. Um, we literally are here um, for you and would love to hear from you mm-hmm. um, about any number of things. Just like John was saying earlier, sometimes it's hard to share our struggles with folks right there in our initial context. And uh, while that may not be an ideal, it's true. It's real. So we we offer ourselves to you as a safe place to come and uh, ask questions, seek out prayer, brainstorm, look for resources, you know, you name it. Colorado's, we're here for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad you're you're saying that, and it's exciting to hear just everything that you, you're mentioning. It's like, okay, we're we're turning the page on summer conferences and letting people know. Yes, summer conferences just ended in one sense, uh, but I promise you, uh, plans for next year, some next summer is already it's it's happening. We'll be talking about a new theme, all those things, uh, but we're we're starting to turn the page to training more, and so it's just exciting to hear about. YLT and the summit and exciting to think about another year of, of ministry on the horizon. Uh, Michael, thanks for all you do. It's awesome to get to work alongside you and to, to catch up today. You bet, John. Always a pleasure. And uh, hey, leaders out there, whatever leader you may be, parent, volunteer, full-time, part-time, uh, we see you. We greatly appreciate what you're doing. Um, and we pray to the Lord with thanksgiving and, and excitement for how the Lord's at work through you. Press on, brothers and sisters. Buy without money, oh, come and feast without pay. For the king has opened his banquet hall to the beggar, the outcast, and the slave. For the king has opened his banquet hall to the beggar, the outcast, and the slave.